thank God for another wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. It's the first Sunday of the year, 2022. I'm grateful to God that we have we crossed over into the new year, a year of amazing success and a year of phenomenal blessings. The year 2022, like we um, mentioned earlier in our first broadcast in the new year, it's our year of entertainment, and this is our month of empowerment. I'm glad that you are hale and hearty and that God is doing marvelous things in your life. You're welcome to our life's journey series where we are empowered uh, to forge ahead in life in our pursuit to accomplishing and becoming all that God has ordained us to be. Uh, this is going to be another exciting time in the presence of the Lord. As we look into what God has in store for us today, uh, that will take us through the week and indeed through our journey uh, to our El Dorado. I want to thank God for your life. I know God is doing amazing things in your life. Uh, and I believe that uh, he who has begun a good thing in your life will perfect it in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, before we go further um, into the message itself, I'd like to welcome those who are joining us for the first time. If this is your first time on our Life's uh, Journey series, I'd like to welcome you. I'd like to say big God bless you for joining us. And if you're a frequent listener, uh, a regular audience, I want to say that I believe God is working a quick thing in your life and will bring it to pass. Every area of your life that is a concern, God will uh, manifest his goodness and his glory in your life and you will do marvelous things past finding out in your life. Uh, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. And that is my prayer for you, that you will not plunder. Uh, you will keep at it until you reach your promised land. And before we go ahead, let us pray and uh, put everything in God's hand. And I believe that today will be a day of amazing blessings, a day that God has made to touch and reach out to us in the most unique way. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we, th we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for the privilege of witnessing another beautiful day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. We thank you, Father, because you have counted us worthy to be alive, not just alive, hale and hearty. Lord, we give you all the glory. We thank you, Lord, that we have the capacity and the abilities for all of our functionalities, oh Lord, to, to walk in symphony. We thank you because we have the capacity and the ability to function normally. We thank you, Lord, for the orchestration of your hand and of your mercies and of your goodnesses in our lives. We thank you for reaching out to us, oh Lord, even when we do not deserve it. You have not dealt with us according to our sins, nor have you rewarded us according to our iniquities, oh Lord. Your mercy and gratefulness and faithfulness has been, oh Lord, phenomenal. We thank you because Every day, Lord, you load us with blessings and you, you, you empower us with grace for the race ahead. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Let your word be, spoke, be spoken with power. Let your name be magnified. Let your word be, bring forth manifestation of your presence in the life of everyone, O oh Lord, that hears 
O Lord, and everyone that listens and everyone that sees this message, O Lord, in whatever platform or whatever platform or avenue, O God, let it bring forth life and hope in Jesus' precious name. We have prayed. Praise the Lord. I like to, uh, so our topic for today is hunger for exploit. Our topic for today is hunger for exploit. So we um, we did, we looked at yesterday uh, for the new year, uh, our initial message for the new year uh, was, uh, was liberation for exploit. And today uh, we're looking at hunger for exploit. What, what, what has hunger got to do with exploit? I believe that by the grace of God, as we uh, as we go through this uh, message or today, I believe that uh, we'll see how hunger is necessary uh, for the attainment of success in our pursuit uh, through life. Um, the Bible says in in Isaiah chapter fifty five verse one, it says, "Oh, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters." He that had no money, come buy and eat. He says, come buy wine and, and milk without money and without price. Well, it says, verse two, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfied not? And then he says, hearken diligently unto me and eat that which is good and let your soul delight in fatness. Incline thine ear unto me and come unto me. He says, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. And now even the sure mercies of David. And verse 4, very vital, says, For I have, behold, I have made him a witness. I made him to be a witness and a commander and leader to the people. You see that all of that, God was talking about David and how God exemplified David to become a leader and a commander. And he gave us a prerequisite of how David became a leader, how David became successful in his pursuit, how David became outstanding. I'm going to give us the principles in verse 1 and 2. He says, everyone that thirsts, come. And so the prerequisite for success, the prerequisite to doing exploit, hinges on hunger. And you know yourself, when you talk about physical hunger, you know what it means uh, when hunger sets in. Every other thing, may, you know, becomes irrelevant. Uh, there's a philosophical bent from some part of the world that says that when hunger sets in, every other thing plays second fiddle. Another one says that when hunger is sorted, poverty is, you know, more or less handled. So hunger is the prerequisite or the required, uh, 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 you know, the re required principle for exploit. You know, when you're hungry, you know how it happens. Your body, uh, when you don't eat at the right time, you enter into a state where your body starts to uh, starts to shake, you know, because all of the found, all of the things, all of the components that makes up your existence are yearning to be fed. You know, so God created hunger as a means for man to constantly be in search for success. 
You know, hunger was intentionally created by God for man to be in his constant state of searching so that you never come to a point where you say, I have arrived. Hunger is a necessary tool created by God in man's bid for success. For if you're not hungry, you never achieve. If you're not hungry, you'll never pursue. If you're not hungry, you'll never come to a point where you say, I need to keep doing more. Because when you eat, you can as well say every other thing can go to rest. So God created hunger as a necessary tool. He says, if you want to become great, if you want to become like David, he said, see, I've made David a commander and a leader. And this is how David made it. David was hungry. David was yearning. Indeed, David said, my heart pants for you. He says, my heart, I am my soul longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Did you see that? David said, my exploit is hinged on my hunger for God. And God created hunger. I, I listed, I have seven things that I think hunger does in our physical life. And if you translate that, also applies to our spiritual pursuit. Number one, hunger helps you to plan. Why? Because you do not want to be hungry the next day. Have you seen the effect of hunger? Hunger brings devastation. Hunger brings destruction. There's, in fact, the whole society was consumed, ravaged by hunger. If you remember the, uh, the famine in Ethiopia in the 80s that, that, made, that created the World Food Aid Program, that is the effect of hunger. And so when hunger comes, it brings a devastation. Uh, physical hunger brings devastation. Spiritual hunger brings exploit. It brings capacity for exploit. So hunger enables you to plan because you do not want to, hop, to be hungry tomorrow. Whatever resource you have today, you plan for tomorrow. Number two, hunger helps you to value what you have. You know, hunger places value on the things you have. Hunger gives you to realize that my resources are important and I must prioritize them. Hunger puts you in a position where you have to constantly put in, in store or put ahead or put aside for rainy days the resources you have. So hunger creates value. You value what you have. Why? Because if you dissipate what you have, then there will be nothing to eat tomorrow. And if there's nothing to eat tomorrow, who you suffer? And number three, hunger creates, hunger uh, leads to creativity. Do you know that everything that was created in this world, that the Bible says in Job, it says that every creation of man, all the works of man is for his mouth. Do you know that that's true? All of the, the advancement of life, all of the, the technology we have, all of the development and civilization that man enjoys today was born out of man's hunger. Everything that was created. So hunger leads to creativity. Hunger leads to intuitiveness. Hunger leads to ingenuity. Because you don't want to be hungry, then you create. You don't want to be hungry, then you innovate. Everything that man has created was born out of the fact that man does not want to be hungry. Man does not want to suffer hunger. All the works of man, all the labor of man is for the mouth, for his mouth so that he won't suffer. So hunger, hunger creates, leads to creativity. Man creates because he doesn't want to be hungry. And because man doesn't want to be hungry, he keeps developing, he keeps 
advancing, it keeps innovating, and that has brought man to this level of the development, all started from hunger. He was hungry and he began to search for better ways of doing it. Number four, hunger yields diligence. When you're hungry, you become diligent. The Bible says the slothful uh, will not rise up from his bed, so he will suffer in summer. The slothful will not rise up from his bed because he said there's a lion on the road uh, in the street. Therefore, he will suffer hunger. He said he won't plant in the time of, of saw in summer. Therefore, he will beg in harvest. So hunger creates diligence. Hunger. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12 and the last verse, it says the slothful roasted not that which he took in hunting. It says, but the substance of the diligent uh, is precious. You see that? The substance of the diligent is precious. So hunger leads to diligence. The diligent soul, the Bible says, shall be made fat. It says, um, the slothful desire it and have not. Why? Because it keeps wishing, it keeps hoping, and your tummy would never be satisfied by hopes and by wishing your tummy will be satisfied by diligence. He says that to the diligent, for the hand of the diligent shall bear rule. Praise the Lord. So you see, it talks about how hunger is a motivator for creativity, for value, for planning, for diligence. And also, it's a, finally, hunger creates, creates uh, an opportunity for progression. Because when we are hungry for something, we looked at we look at various ways of inventing, of creating for progression in order to create uh, uh, to in order to create uh, to ensure that the next generation succeeds. Hunger we put in, things in place to guarantee the sustenance of the next generation. We put in place uh, the facilities and we use our faculties to ensure that the next generation does not suffer or does not go into extinction. Hunger, you know, if it's not satisfied, can lead to extinction because you just find people dropping dead. And so when you bring that to spiritual hunger, that spiritual, uh, um, you know, fervor, when you hunger for, for the things that has to do with life and success, is the same way when you are hungry for the spiritual or for the things that that makes for your that makes your life meaningful. You hunger because it, and then it enables you to plan, enables you to create, enables you to have value, enables you to be diligent, enables you to create the resources and put things in place for the next generation. So hunger is a vital tool that God realizes, and God response to. God will not give you what you do not hunger for. God will not give you what you do not, you do not thirst for. In, in, in Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 6, the Bible says that the, it says, blessed are they that thirst for and hunger for righteousness. Blessed are they that thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So you will not get from God, nor will life give to you what you do not hunger for. How hungry are you 
to succeed? How hungry are you to do exploit? How thirsty are you to succeed in your pursuit in life? How, how determined are you? What are the steps you are willing to go through? What steps, what, what height are you willing to climb to because you want to achieve success? How hungry? You will not get anything from God except you are hungry for it. Why? Because it is what you get by hunger and by pursuit and by fervor that will that you will appreciate. God will not give you anything that you will feed, that you met, that you play with. God will not give you anything that you make you lose your head. God will not give you anything that will make you lose your life. And so God must ensure that before he gives you anything, it is born out of a hunger and a need and a desire that surpasses every other person's desire. And then God will say you are qualified for it because you hunger for it. He says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why? Because only then will they be filled. The Bible says that in Psalm 109, verse 7, it says, Psalm 107, sorry, verse 9, it says and that the longing soul shall be satisfied and he filleth the hungry with goodness. Did you see that? The longing soul shall be satisfied and he filleth the, the longest of the and he filled the hungry with goodness. And so it tells us that for us to achieve anything of meaningfulness, to achieve anything of worth in this world, whether it be physical reality, whether it be spiritual reality, hunger is a requirement. Hunger is a prerequisite. Hunger is a condition for success. No one will give you what you don't value. I mean, if I saw you and I gave you, uh, let's say you're a millionaire and I come to give you $10,000, it doesn't mean anything to you. You don't need it because you are not hungry for it. But if you have nothing, you have a penny, you have no penny, you have maybe you, your last dime is, is a dollar and I give you $10,000. Wow. You think that I, I'm the best thing that, I, that has ever ever that has happened since sliced bread, like they normally say. Because value is derived from hunger. Value is derived from the hunger that you have for something. If you do not hungry for something, then you don't have value for it. It's normal. It was Mas Abraham Maslow who said, "When a thing, when if when a need is when if when if need is fulfilled, it no longer motivates." It's true. Hunger is the is the proof that you are worth what you desire. It is the proof that you that you value what you have. It is the proof that you that you that you will use that resource in the most judicious way. And God must be certain that whatever resource is given you must be hinged on the platform of hunger. You must desire it. You must pursue it. You must require it. You must need it. There are spiritual gifts. There's spiritual uh, empowerment that God will give, but it's only on the platform of hunger. If you hunger for it, you will chase after it. Do you know that faith can't walk without hunger? Yeah, because faith, desire is born out of hunger. Desire is the natural agitation for uh, Hunger is the natural agi 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 agitation for desire. So a man is hungry, is desirous of food, and that food makes him believe that you'll be fed. 
without hunger, faith will not work. Because hunger creates desire and desire creates faith. That's why Jesus said, whatsoever you desire in Mark 11 verse 23 and verse 24, whatever you desire, believe and you shall receive. He said, if you shall say to this mountain, verse 23, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and you shall not doubt in your heart. He said, you shall have whatsoever you say. Wherefore, when, therefore, when ye pray, believe and you shall receive whatsoever you desire. But that desire is always born out of a hunger for it. That desire is always born out of a need for it. You, God will not give you, you will not receive, whether from man or from God, that which you do not value. Because every man wants to give a gift that they know that someone will value, someone will appreciate, and someone would, where, will recognize that this is something that I like, this is something that I need. And so God will not give you a gift, nor will he make happen for you what you do not hunger for. And if you look at the life of David, God himself testified in Isaiah chapter 55. He says, he says, oh, come to the waters. He says, oh, come ye that thirst, come to the waters. That the only requirement for you to be fed, for you to be satisfied, is that you have a longing and a desire and a hunger for it. If you do not have the hunger for it, I'm sorry, God is not a blast to dispense. Everybody, God healed, Christ healed, always hungered for it. Remember the, the man blind Bartimaeus? The Bible says he sat by the road and Jesus was passing by and he, he, he took it. He understood that it was Jesus and he cried, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the people started to tell him, hey, behave yourself. You have to be decorous. This is not a society. This is a society for the uh, professionals. This is a system of, 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 you know, the dignified. Come on, dignify yourself. And the man said, shut your mouth, man. I need this. I need to have my sight. I am hungry. To, for sight. I need to see. And then he said, give me my sight, Christ. Give me my sight, Lord. He said to Jesus, and Jesus said, because you are hungry for it, what do you want? He said, I need my sight. He said, because you are hungry for it, receive your sight. How powerful. David, God said that he became what he became because he was hungry for it. He said, I made him. He said, look at David. I made him for a witness, verse 4, to be a leader and a commander to the people. Why? Because his hunger brought him to that level of success. What are you hungry for? What is your desire in life? What is your pursuit in life? How hungry are you for it? How determined are you? How ready, how willing, how, how far are you willing to travel to receive it? What price are you willing to pay for that exploit that you want to do? You want to be... Whatever is it, a business guru? You want to be a, a media mogul? You want to be? Uh, you want to? You want to run a mega organization? How? What price are you paying? Because it is the determination that you have, and the price that you put into it, and the hunger for it that determines what you become. Everyone, you know, they often say that if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. It's true. If all of us could uh, succeed by wishing, all of us would be su a success. Let me round up with the story of uh, Elisha. And you see what hunger does in the empowerment of men's destiny. Elisha, Elijah, as you know, in, in uh, Second Kings chapter 2, Elijah was, the, Elijah was at the verge of departure. And Elisha understood 
that any minute from now his master was to leave it. But he wanted something that was precious. He said to Elisha, he says, I know that you'll be departing, but I want a double portion of the anointing. And then Elijah said to him, that's a difficult task you are asking. And so how did Elisha become, receive double portion of Elijah's anointing? He said, and Elisha said to him in verse 2, he said, the Lord has sent me to Gil, uh, he said, they were in Gilgal, and he said, look, the Lord has sent me to battle, to battle, why don't you wait for me here and, and let me go to battle? And Elisha said, as long as the Lord liveth, as long as your soul liveth, and as long as the Lord liveth, I would not leave you. They said, okay. So they moved from battle, then they got to Jericho. You know, Jericho is a place that we're told of palm trees. It's a place of, of lusciousness and, and comfort. Elisha could have said, all right, no problem. I'll wait here for you. I'll sit here and wait for you to go and come back. Of course, Elisha was not, not going to come back. Elijah was not going to come back. But he didn't know that at the time, though. And so when they got to, to Jericho, he could have sat down and said, okay. Elijah said to him again, I'm going to Jordan. Sit here in Jericho until I get, until I return. Elijah said, as long as, long as the soul, as long as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave you. And so they tarried and on their way, he took his 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 uh, mantle and parted the river Jordan. And together they walked through the river Jordan. And where, and now after they passed through the river Jordan, and on their way, the chariot of fire and the horses of fire came and separated them. And the condition that Elijah gave was this, you have persevered, but if you see me when I'm cut off, it will be yours. And the Bible says, Elisha saw the chariot. And that chariot, separated Elijah and Elisha. And the Bible said the mantle fell and Elijah, Elisha picked it up. And that was how Elisha got the double portion. Why? He could have stayed back in Gilgal. He could have stayed back in Bethel. That's the house of God. Bethel is the place of God. That's the place where God resides. He could have said, look, this is Bethel. Let me just stay here for hunger, for a double portion of the anointing. Let him on. And then he left Battle, he went uh, to Jericho. Jericho is a place of splendor and lusciousness and comfort. He left Jericho and he went on to Jordan. And from Jordan, the man became another man. He became so powerful that even when he was dead, his bones still brought people back to life. Amazing stuff. But all that was possible only, only because he was hungry for it. What is the hunger? What do you hunger for? What are you thirsting for? Only the longing soul shall be satisfied. You know, the, the Bible says in Proverbs 27, verse 7, amazing scripture. It said the full soul, that is F-U-L-L, soul, lotted a honeycomb. It means, it says that when you're full, the honeycomb means nothing to you. You know how expensive a honeycomb is? You know the, the effort, the time, and the energy involved in getting the honey out of the honeycomb. It says when you're full, it means nothing to you. It's useless. So he says, a full soul lotted and honeycomb. But to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Hunger makes you overlook situations and circumstances that others would have shied away from. Because you have a goal, you have a desire, you have a purpose, and you have a pursuit. Hunger is the prerequisite for success. If you are not hungry for it, God is not obliged to give you. Man 
are not obliged to answer you. It is the hunger that you have that supersedes the barriers, overcomes the obstacles, and, ex and brings you to the land where you get the double portion of, your, of the anointing. Let me close with this scripture from 1 Peter chapter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. Amazing scripture. It says, we having a more sure word of prophecy. Amazing. And you do well if you take heed until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. I repeat that. It says, we having a more sure word of prophecy. And ye do well that ye take heed as a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the daylight arises in your heart. What does that mean? Hold on tenaciously until your breakthrough comes. Hold on tenaciously until your time comes. Hold on tenaciously. Be hungry for it. And if you're hungry for it, it will surely come to you. I thank God for your life and I thank God for the time that we'll spend together. And we'll continue the, uh, on another topic next week. And until then, the Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you your own inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. Be strong, keep faith, and keep hoping. And the God of all grace will make all grace to abound towards you. And you have an all-sufficiency in all things will abound unto every good work. The Lord bless you. Goodbye.